You're listening to Work Human Radio. And here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back for another edition of Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host. And this week, we're going to be delving into one of our new product offerings here at Global Force, Conversations. Conversations is our real-time feedback tool. Now, why do we need real-time feedback? Because that's just how the world works nowadays. You want to know where you stand. Uh, We've long been proponents of abolishing the annual performance review. It doesn't work. Nobody likes it. But yet, it's still vaguely around, but people are looking for a change. Because if you're only evaluating something on a yearly basis, things move faster than that. So your employees want to know where they stand. They want to feel really up-to-date with their development. So this week, Sarah Payne talked to Rosette Cataldo, who is VP here at Global Force. And she basically heads up our Conversations product. So if you want to learn about Conversations and what we are doing to help companies change the whole performance review process and give real-time feedback and coaching. Take a listen and don't forget to follow all the updates Work Human related by following us Global Force on social media and joining the Work Human community forum on LinkedIn. It's our LinkedIn group. And you can become a Work Human insider by signing up on the website www.workhuman.com and you'll find out the latest information about next year's conference which, by the way, we hope to be announcing a new speaker in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned. In the meantime, enjoy this episode with Sarah and Rosette talking about conversations and the need for real-time performance feedback. So, Rosette, we are so happy to have you on Work Human Radio today. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So I thought I'd start just with a little bit of background on your experience in the performance space and um, what you're doing here at Global Force. Sure, fantastic. I actually stumbled into the performance space about five years ago. I have this affinity to bring new products to market, especially with the niche of human capital. And after successfully bringing the first onboarding solution ever to market and being part of that company for six years as head of sales, I was now at a point where it was time for something new. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman I worked with out in LA said, hey, I have a dear friend who is launching a new performance type of tool, um, would you like to speak with him? He could use a little help. And I said, I would love that, but I don't know much about the performance world. Coming to find out that gentleman was uh, Marcus Buckingham. And Marcus Buckingham is a very Mm well-known speaker, author, and Marcus was taking some of his body of research in the world of performance and engagement and his strengths-based leadership and bringing it all together and starting to put his toe in the world of human capital technologies. So I had the pleasure of of meeting Marcus. He invited me to join his executive team as a senior vice president, and I had the pleasure of working with him. So that's how I got into the performance space. And I know our listeners know Marcus very well from his research and he's been to a lot of HR conferences as a speaker. Absolutely. He really is um, one of the folks that spearheaded the whole concept of strengths-based uh, leadership and it was a phenomenal opportunity to work with him. And then uh, that's how I got, um, the journey began. Um, I had the pleasure of working with other thought leaders along the way, uh, also in the space of performance, more so in regards to how to bring Uh, performance to new hires. That is a Mm -hmm. very interesting concept, a little different than performance management because you're trying to ramp up a new hire 
and get them engaged and get them to perform. So I had the pleasure of, of working on a team for a little while, launching yet another new product um, with a gentleman by the name of Keith Ferrazzi, who was also an author and, and thought leader. And after successfully selling that company, I had the opportunity to be introduced to what was happening here at Global Force. And all my light bulbs went off. <laughs> I felt as though the pieces that were missing in the industry, because what we do here is very different than anything I've done previously, was the tying into performance to recognition. And that just, for me, felt like the whole sky opened up and I said, I need to be part of this. So I was had the privilege of coming on board and launching conversations uh, a year ago. And we're so glad you're here. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. So one thing we always like to ask our uh, guests on Working Human Radio is, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Sure. Well, I could go into all the crazy personal things like I'm a crazy CrossFitter, but a lot of people know that. <laughs> um, I, I actually... Um, I'll keep it to business-wise. I don't think people know that I spent a lot of years of my career early on um, working and actually getting educated on how to help organizations have a, a bottom line that is not just financial, but also the social good. Mm-hmm. So many years ago, before social responsibility and the Ben and Jerry's of life and the Tom's came of life, there were very few companies striving to make this dual bottom line and mm-hmm. actually en- engage their employees to be more socially responsible. So I just love that. Mm-hmm. And I think about all the learning I got uh, during a grad school program focused on that, working with some of the biggest companies out there like the Colgate Palmolives and the Ocean Sprays who said we're going to focus on that. And I think about what we're doing here at Global Force where we're helping organizations work more human and have connections and be part of community inside and out. And I feel like my whole past. It's coming full circle. It's completely full circle. <laughs> so that's one of the things that people don't know that I spent a lot of years really focused on that and trying to understand how to do that in a company and and still maintain a good stock price and things like that. It all goes together. It end. really does. It does if you have the mindset in the frame of employees in the center and employees tied to community. Mm-hmm. And then your community is your customers. If you can connect all those dots, it becomes this amazingly uh, free-flowing process to navigate. If you start to put up these shiny walls and between all of those, then it doesn't work. So let's dive into performance. Okay. Um, so I know you talk to a lot of our customers and prospects about the performance piece. So what are companies doing right when it comes to performance? And then where do you see the greatest opportunities for improvement? Sure, what I think and I see that companies are doing right is they realize that this is an incredibly important component personally to the individuals. That this is not mm-hmm. just an HR check off the box task anymore. It is not, and it shouldn't be just an administrative thing Performance is personal. Development is personal. When I bring myself to work, I want to feel like I'm making a contribution. Mm-hmm. It's as much of a basic need, and it really should almost be uh, on an HR Maslow's hierarchy that my performance is really my contribution. Therefore, making sure that I'm constantly not just being recognized for that, because that's important, mm-hmm. but improving is just part of our human nature. 
So what I think some companies are doing right, not all when it comes to performance is realizing that it, it used to be more of an administrative thing and now they're putting it into the bucket of it needs to be on a personal level. But in a personal level that isn't your typical attack. You know, Rosette, you, right. you didn't do a great job on that presentation. That's okay, but that can be delivered not in an attack mode. It can be done with the lens of getting better and going higher and we want to help you go higher. That's what I see companies are doing right when it comes to performance. Those that are still making it be check off the box, you are a number and only a number and I feel like I don't know how I got to be that number. Mm -hmm. I would say probably have room for improvement. Yeah. So that's where I see that greatest opportunity for improvement is to make it more personal and less administrative. I really think that that's the key to where this new wave of performance is going. And and doing that by not just making it be about my manager and myself. My relationship actually is so much bigger to Global Force than just my manager. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think if I mapped out how much I engage with my manager versus I map out I engage with all the other employees, it's pretty much on par, right? right? Because I engage with so many different people. So if I can get help on how to be a better rosette from others, I am going to be such a better contributor. I'm going to contribute more. I'm going to be more engaged and I'm going to be happier. So it's all about that network that you have. And it makes me think of like, instead of everything being transactional, it's, it's relational. It's the connections you have with it, It's all with about that. And I think that for some organizations, light bulbs go off. And for others, it, it, it kind of scares them. But I think if they just pull back and say, every day this is happening. I'd be sitting across from you getting work done, plot me in any other company, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's that ability for you to feel like, hey, I want to help Rosette. And for me to say, hey, I want to help Sarah. That's where that relationship and that connectedness really changes the dynamic of how work gets done. So do you think that's why there's this demand for a product like Conversations? Absolutely. I think the demand is um, for that reason and... People right now, organizations right now, managers right now, we're all incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. We have flattened organizations. Managers are now players, coaches. Um, I have a team that changes. Uh, yesterday I was on one team working with one client. Later on today I'm going to be on another team working on with another group of folks. So this world of, of interactions uh, with multiple types of people, multiple folks, really has made us have to reboot how we look at performance itself so that's definitely what's creating the demand I also think our our world of mobile and texting and having this not want to read war and peace as it relates to my performance mm -hmm. but just give it to me simple how do, how do I do what could I have done better which I consider doing differently next time in small digestible nuggets is way more able to be digested and meaningful. Everything else becomes too much. A, as easy as sending a text. Uh, a, a quick message that can get to me mm -hmm. easily or that I can give easily. Mm -hmm. I think that's also been the catalyst. Um, and I also think the, the, the onslaught of millennials has helped move this along because millennials aren't used to 
that world that many of us grew up with, which was, you know, you get evaluated once a year or twice a year. It's much more of that seeking some type of attention or feedback, whether you like the word feedback or not. We live in a world today where it's thumbs up, thumbs down. It's true. You know, it's not like necessarily it, don't a bad like it. thing. We it, do it all the time. Yeah, like you said, on social media and... I, restaurants. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to go go to a restaurant. I, I, I get the opinions of even strangers to help mm-hmm. me make my decision on what I'm going to do. So if you start taking that paradigm and just bringing it into what's useful at work, mm-hmm. it's let's get the voices to contribute and then figure out what needs shoring up or what we need to celebrate or what we could be doing differently. It's as simple as that. Speaking of celebration, so so why is recognition and, and positive feedback so important to this whole process? Sure. This was really the missing moment in, 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 uh, that gave me that light bulb that I spoke of when I was first introduced to Global Force. When you are in a world um, of feedback, 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 you can't help, especially if the feedback coming from one voice, which is even worse, you can't help mm. but sometimes feel like, God, I'm getting beat up. Right. Or, or man, you know, if I hear one more time that I need to speak slower, you you start to just feel like you tune it out. And you start to feel like that flower that doesn't get watered. Mm-hmm. That sunflower that starts to dip down. And that's commonly documented through psychology on what happens. You become fight or flight. And I think... It happens if you just think about the last time you ever had to give feedback to someone and you think about, I'm going to give you some feedback. You're automatically like your body sits up and you're like incoming. And then when I was introduced to a softer way of of helping to give feedback that also reminded you that there are moments in which you shined. There are moments in which you have been a rock star, that you've been called out by your peers, not just your manager, that, hey, Rosette, you did a great job and I want to celebrate you at this moment. And then not only were you celebrated and maybe receiving some award, right? Although a thank you is powerful as well. Mm -hmm. But then other people saw it. When I get then my feedback saying, hey, Rosette, next time maybe you want to consider doing something differently, I don't feel like I, I don't contribute. I, I know I contribute. I was just recognized. So can, having that recognition and the trust and the positivity that just happens when you start to have that snowball effect internally allows the other type of feedback to flow because recognition is feedback. It's just on the positive mm-hmm. side of the spectrum. So now what we're doing is saying all kind of feedback can flow amongst each other. And that was my big aha. That's what made me say, wow, sometimes feedback tools, although I wouldn't call conversations just a feedback tool, fall. They don't get traction because people don't want to be constantly feedback, feedback, feedback. But there's a story there. Mm -hmm. And it's that holistic story that recognition helps um, tell. So you talk about it as a tool. How are you seeing the best companies leveraging the technology? Sure. Um, I do call it a tool. It is a tool. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be mindful that in order to really create this culture we're talking about, you need to have a tool for the sustainability, but you need to also have the education, the change management, Mm -hmm. and understand that this is definitely a process. You just don't turn on something and go, voila, we have a culture change, and now we can all give feedback across the board, you know, easily. 
We have to help our employees, help our managers through little nuggets of learning, through giving them permission. The tool actually gives you permission. By the company putting a tool in place, we're saying we give you permission that Sarah can give Rosette feedback and and Rosette can give Sarah feedback. Mm -hmm. We make this A-OK to do within our four walls. But sometimes people still need a little bit of guidance on how to do that. So that's where we know that you have to provide that guidance through a simple learning or a link or some kind of conversation starter or what have you Mm -hmm. right in the moment. So that's where the tool supports the culture change. And that's how I'm seeing that they come together. Mm -hmm. Right, because you can have all the best technology, but if, you know, people aren't on board, then it's it's probably really difficult to make that that change, the culture change? The culture change happens a few ways. One, you have to have permission. It has to come from the top down. Mm. But also, whatever technology you put in place, it can't be over-engineered. That is the key thing that I see we have to be cognizant of no matter what it is. It's almost like you have too many features within Facebook and Facebook was (laughs) getting to be too much, so they actually starting to pull back, Mm -hmm. right? Let's get back to the roots of what it was meant to be, a tool, right? So... So what we want to do and, and, and what I find the thoughtful organizations are doing is saying, let's not over-engineer the process. Let's make sure the tool isn't over-engineered and let's make sure the education is not over-engineered. We want this to be able to run with the pace of business and not hinder it. So that's what I'm finding. It shouldn't be, it's got to be useful, purposeful technology, useful, purposeful education but it can't be burdensome mm-hmm. or we're going to take five steps back. And keep it human. Oh, always. it has to be human. It <laughs> has to be able to be, we use the term um, typo allowed. And what we mean by that is I can't tell you how many texts I've probably sent you emails where there's a typo. And it, it, it's not because of my message is not um, well thought out. It's just I'm a human. Right. And, and I make mistakes. But the spirit of what I'm trying to communicate is still there. And, and that's what I'm finding that the forward-thinking companies are really thinking about is let's just make it so people can connect and it's useful. So with that in mind, where do you see the market going the next you know, five or ten years? Ooh, five or ten years is a tough one. Um, Look into the crystal ball. I'm going to have a crystal ball, um, <laughs> but I'm not going to go five or ten. I'll go a little closer. Yep. I think we're going to see that um, performance quote-unquote management um, is really going to be a lot more about capturing these insights and nuggets in even simpler ways whether it be that I speak or whether it be that I have a quick video or whether it be that I can pull in all these different sources of it's a text or anything else all then come into this world. I mean, we're already seeing it come, but I think it's going to come rapid fire. I also think that not only, and we're seeing this also on the learning side, that the pursuit of getting better is going to be so much about the f- people that work within the four walls of your organization. So I'm going to start, I think, to see ways in which we connect people outside of even their normal interactions, but really start to look at people in our organization that I may not work with on a daily basis, but maybe have some skill or some nugget or knowledge. And next thing you know, I can tap into that. Mm-hmm. And and they know I need what they have. And there's this willingness to help. So I so think that that's like the future. Crowdsourcing, learning. 
that crowdsourcing learning is starting, but it's yeah. that, and it's also broadening the network of what you have at your resources that you don't even know is there, mm. all in the pursuit of of better performance, and and really people saying, "I'm here to help. We're in it together." It's exciting. It's like it's an exciting time to be in the space. For oh, I sure. love it. I feel like we are. Um, for, for the right organizations, um, what we're working on today just feels like a glove. I have some organizations that have said I, they're thrilled to see that this is where we're able to take them. Um, and I know that what we see down the horizon is, is very um, exciting because our focus is the human. And when you bring it back to that, it just feels right. I think that's a great way to end the conversation. So thank you so much, Rosette, for coming on Work Human Radio. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. This was fun. I appreciate your time. <laughs> work Human Radio is brought to you by Globoforce, pioneers of the work human movement. Globoforce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting Globoforce.com and join the Work Human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.